Hi, I'm Kelsey Farias. And I'm Armando Farias. And each week we will be sharing knowledge and inspiration on becoming a better you. Feeling down, defeated, or looking at how to better yourself? We got you. Already successful? Great. Let's help you achieve even more. Sit back and get prepared to hear about overcoming challenges related to self-development, such as mental health, relationships, goal setting, personal growth, fitness, and dream building. Welcome Welcome to to Self-Love Sit-Downs. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode with Kelsey and Armando of Self-Love Sit-Downs. I hope everybody is doing great because life is great and everybody should be super excited to be here and to be whatever situation you are because there's always something to look forward to. You just have to look for it. So with that, what we're talking about today is how to handle or how to deal with or how, what would you say? Dealing with negative people in your life. How do you handle them? How do you combat that relationship? And what kind of guidelines should you follow when dealing with these people? We wanted to bring this up because I think it's one of the most challenging things that sometimes we face is you may be on cloud nine and have somebody that's negative around you that just brings you right down. And how do you handle that? How do you go forward with not letting that bring your joy down or bring your accomplishments down? So we're going to give you some ideas on how to deal with that, but also how to overcome it and how to help yourself. Okay, so dealing with negative people. So I'm going to give an example here. Last Monday was my mom's three-year death anniversary. And so obviously a very hard day. And it's always for me, leading up to the anniversaries is very hard for me. I was pretty negative, to be honest. I wasn't in a good headspace. I was sad. I was just like very blah, didn't really want to do much, and was just really in kind of not a good mood, not a good mood at all. I was that negative person. And I don't think that, I mean, you can tell me, was I like impossible to deal with? No. And I'm in, and the reason being so is because I know that it's happening. Yeah. Because I know that these, these dates, these that we have coming ahead of us, I know what to expect. And I even set the boys up too. I even yeah. have a conversation with the boys be like, hey, this is what's going on this next week just so you're prepared. So I get everybody mentally prepared to handle mom. Yeah, because it's hard. I just like, and I don't think I necessarily am like a beast to deal with, but I'm just sad. I'm just sad. I'm not joyful. You're not yourself. Yeah. It it was hard for me. And I almost when I was in that, I kept telling myself like, I should do something to get out of this because I knew I was in that funk but I chose not to. I just sat in my sorrows for the week. I didn't, I don't feel like I let it ruin things for me, but it was just a very hard week mentally the week before. So Sunday night I was thinking, okay, the day is tomorrow. What am I going to do? I told myself one, I am going to get up and go to the gym. I'm going to have a freaking killer day like workout at the gym. That's non-negotiable. I'm getting up eat, no matter how freaking exhausted I am. I'm getting up. I'm going to the gym. I told myself I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to write my gratitudes, my affirmations. I'm going to journal and I'm going to be really intentional with my day. I'm not going to let this day be like this whole last week because I can't roll into another week like this. I just knew I had to pull myself out of it. And so 
act, the actual day, the actual anniversary of her death was such a good day. And I kept thinking to myself on the day, wow, I should have done this last week because I just let a whole week go by of being negative like that. And so it really had me thinking in terms of, you know, creating a podcast around this. It's okay to to be negative sometimes. We can't expect to be positive all the time. Life happens. Things are hard. Sometimes we're moody. That was the other thing. It was also some PMS happening. It was my pre-cycle. So I'm also kind of sensitive that week before anyway. So it really, the stars just aligned really to just... Where they're like, here you fuck me go. Hard. Yeah. But overall, I I had to make the choice to be intentional and not get stuck there. And I think that's what's really important. I know today this podcast is not about, you know, being a negative person. I think we will do one coming up because I think that's another great topic to cover. You might not even feel, I don't feel like I'm a negative person, but I'll tell you what, when I compare myself to my husband, he is a positive person. (laughs) He makes me a negative person, but overall, I don't find that I'm a negative person. How do I make you a negative person? You don't make me a negative, but like you make in you comparison, feel, I make you feel like a negative. Person. Yeah, because gotcha. you're just so positive oh, all it. the time. Just like he is like rev limiter positive, and so in comparison, I find that I'm I'm less positive than him. So I could even work on my positivity, and I'm sure he feels. I'm sure you feel like you could even work on your positivity oh, all the time. Yeah, and whenever so, I'm in a funk or ever, yeah. I, I need something, I'm like, I need to work on this now. I need to fix this. So I think it's a good topic and we'll do one on this. But I just felt like this was a good example to show that it's okay to be negative sometimes. So don't get upset with these people because, again, you never know what somebody is going through in their life. Everybody is fighting silent battles. A lot of people didn't know. I didn't talk about it with people. I mean, my best friend and Armando knew, obviously, because they're very close to me. My family knew, but I'm not around my family all the time, you know? And so just keep that in the back of your mind as well and be, give these people grace because you just never know what silent battle somebody is dealing with. And if somebody is so negative all the time, I honestly think to myself, how sad must it be to be you? Yeah. You know, and because it, I think you're for, making I, a choice yeah, at that point. I mean, but in reality too, do they realize that they're being negative? I because, think a lot of people don't. Because they could be, this is just the way they are all the time. Maybe this is the way oh, they've been imagine. raised or the people that they're around, they're always this way. So and for them, they're being normal. So when they get themselves around positive people, kind of like your example that you used around me, even though people that listen to this or people that know you, probably think that you're a very positive person. But when you compare yourself to people that are different than you or more positive, then you feel negative. Yeah. So these people that are always negative or those coworkers or friends that are constantly constantly bringing people down or just saying negative things about themselves or about others, do they really know? Do they really think that they are negative or is this just normal to them? I can't imagine because, you know, I look back at that week and I'm just like, I was the saddest version of myself. And I couldn't imagine being that way all the time. I was in my head about everything, everything. I, and, and I was still okay. I went about my day and I was still fine. But in, in like the thoughts in my head, I was just not positive. And I just can't imagine being that person all the time. And so this, 
this is just a great example. Like we should always be growing and asking ourselves if we're doing the best in our lives in different areas. And maybe this is, you know, maybe this is a topic you can ask yourself, am I maybe a little bit of that negative person that they're going to be talking about yeah, do today? Some self-discovery. Yeah. So we will do a podcast on being a more positive person yourself, because I think, I think it's always good to be growing and looking to improve constantly. But today we're going to talk on dealing with negative handling, people. Handling those so negative hard. Nancys. So hard. Number one, acknowledge this person for who they are and make a decision if they deserve space in your life or not. If it's a coworker or something, you may not get that choice. If it's a family member, you, you can, I mean, given how close they are, whatever, you can make that choice. If it's a friend, you can probably cut them out. But you need to decide, is this person bringing value to my life? Do I want to keep them in my life? Because a lot of times, I know for myself, for example, I am so affected by the energy of the people around me so much. Like I've told Armando, I think it was last podcast, we were talking about how he was in a cranky mood one day, which is like so rare and far between. I was so affected by his negativity. I was negative. My best friend messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to go out for drinks? Do you want to do this? And I was like, no, because I'm going to bring all the energy down. I'm just like not in the mood. So you have to make that decision for yourself. Is this person somebody who I want to keep in my life? You have to acknowledge that, okay, is this worth it for me? You know, are they bringing value? Am I willing to work on this? Is this because you have to remember nobody is going to change unless they want to change. You know, I just gave the example of myself the week leading up. I wanted to change, but not bad enough to do anything. I sat in it all week. I had to be very intentional and basically call myself out and say, okay, if you really want to change and not have a repeat, what are you going to do? Because only only they can execute on those things and change that negativity for themselves. People have to want to change as much as you want them to change. They have to want it more because they're going to be the ones putting in the work. So sometimes you might need to walk away and that's unfortunate, but you have to protect your peace. This is something that I feel like I've really gotten way more intentional about over the last couple years is protecting my peace because like I said I'm I'm affected by the people around me and their energy and their negativity it just easily gets in my head and I don't need that because I'm already trying to keep the my own shit out of my head so I don't have space for your shit as well okay some people don't know anything other than that negative world that they're stuck in. Like what we were talking about. Yeah. And that's just what they know. So if somebody's making life difficult for people around them, you can be sure that they're doing worse for themselves. What a sad reality that they live in. And a lot of times that's so much pain inside of them that they don't know how to get out of it. And that's got to be exhausting. I always think of that for people is like, how exhausting to be that person all the time. I feel like it takes more energy to be negative than to be positive. And yes, sometimes I choose to be negative. I, myself included, I'm not above this. I think there's a saying, and I wish I knew it right now, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. 
And it's so true. I think the same goes for the energy in being a negative person versus being a positive person. Sometimes they almost seek out getting a rise out of people and getting people to buy into their negativity and complain with them. And like that almost brings them a sense of like comfort. I think on, I think to also speak to that as well, when you're talking about they look for it, a lot of times negative people or people that are like to be in that sorrow like to talk about their sorrows with others because they get attention that way. Yeah. Then when they tell you, so if, for example, if somebody tells you something bad going on in their life, you're like, oh man, that sucks. Like, I wish mm-hmm. I could help you. Oh, that's really sucks. They seek that attention because unfortunately, maybe that's the only way they've ever really gotten attention yeah. is by being negative, be, being like, oh, look at me. Like, look, oh, poor me. Like they're always crying wolf. So that's the only way they know how to get others to really focus on what's going on with them. And I have to say too, one of my girlfriends and I were just talking, she was kind of seeing this guy and he was just such a negative person. And I told her, you know, I bet you anything that that stems from some childhood trauma. He had a really rough upbringing and I know that. And so I, w- I had told her, I feel like this probably stems from his childhood trauma. The only way he got in, got attention was from negative things, doing negative things or complaining about negative things. That was how he got attention. So that's all he knows as an adult at this point is negativity gives me the attention I seek. And that's sad. And that stems from a lot of issues that you're not going to fix. You cannot fix people. And that's something we're going to talk about. But there's just so much that goes into what has made this person who they are. You have to remember that all of our life's experiences have molded us into this person. Yes, you can change. You can 150% change, but you have to be so intentional and you have to want to. And sometimes these people, it's all they know. And I just feel bad for them. You know, I used to kind of get irritated with people that were so negative, but that was my negativity coming out. You know, they were provoking that in me. And it's like, and sometimes it still happens for sure. But overall, I've kind of changed my way of thinking on it. And I look at it as like, I'm sad for you because that's all you know. That's what you know. I'm all about like a good vent session with my girlfriends that's a whole different thing, but staying in that negative space, it has to be so exhausting to be that person. And that stems from a lot of different things. So, you know, like I said, give them grace, but also you have to make a decision like, is this worth my energy? Yeah. Is this something you want to put on your shoulders? Because essentially that's a heavy weight. And not even put on your shoulders, but, but accept them for who they are because you can't fix their problems. You know, that's not your burden to bear, but are you going to bear the burden of putting up with them? Yeah, like, I agree. You know? Okay. So number two, help them feel more positive. So you can try to help them feel more positive for sure, but you have to, again, go back to protecting your peace. Is this worth it? So do things for them that maybe others aren't trying to get them to see things outside of their own negativity, right? So for example, what's their love language? Maybe they're not feeling love and attention and different forms of, you know, because when somebody shows us love, 
I don't know about you, but that makes me feel good as hell. I feel so good. So maybe they don't have that in their life. Maybe you can be that person for them. So for example, what's their love language? Show them love in their love language. You know, mine, quality time. Armando knows that if I'm feeling down, like spend some quality time with me. Give me some words of affirmations. That's going to make me feel good. And feeling good in return, a lot of times that makes us in a better mood, more positive. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they lack that support in their current circle or life. And maybe you can be that person for them, you know, um, thinking of like love language, Enneagram, it speaks directly to them in the way that they need. We've, we've talked on love languages and all of that. It's like speaking to somebody in a foreign language, say for example, cause we usually give our love language, which would be, you know, quality time for me. But if Armando's isn't quality time, it's like I'm speaking French to him. He's like, this is not how I feel love. This is not fulfilling me. This is not filling my cup of love because it's not what I want. Exactly. And it's it's not something that you can choose, I think, in a way. You can't choose your love language, but you can learn to understand it. Because I believe it's when you as a child, it depends on how you were raised. It goes back and like this, this goes way back, way before Mm -hmm. even you were in the picture is the way that you're brought up and your values that you have is what defines your love language. Yeah. And so if I'm speaking to him, if I'm, for example, if mine were gift giving and I'm giving him all of these gifts and things and he's like, oh, this is great. Thanks. And just like making a pile. He's like, great. Thanks. Thank you. And he's like, why is she giving me all of these gifts? Whereas maybe if I just came over and watched a movie with him, he would be like, quality time. I love it. This is, you know, I feel good. It, it, it's just like that. So maybe that person needs that support and love. Another good one is the Enneagram, of course. If you do research on the other Enneagrams, because there's nine, nine possibilities, you can find out what speaks to that person, how they're, how they're kind of wired. And maybe that's another form of support that you give to them and making them feel, ha- you know, happy, supported, more positive, you know, and like I said, this is like, this is a, a little bit of a burden to bear, but maybe you can be that person for them. Another one here is you cannot be their problem solver, though. Don't make their problems your own. A lot of times negative people like that just want to complain about things and they're constantly looking at the negative. They have a really hard time seeing the positive. So maybe if they're always complaining about different things, you feel the need to be the fixer. That's not your burden to bear. And people, like I said, people have to want to change. And, you know, I'll give this example too, is I have somebody currently in my life that I'm trying to help be more positive. I had the discussion with her today is like, you have to want to change. You have to want to try these things to be more positive or you're going to stay right where you're at. Best case scenario, you try these things, you feel better. Worst case, you stay where you are. Are you happy now? Well, no. Okay, then we have to do something differently. You can't do the same things and expect a different outcome. And so it's hard to be that person for people. But again, they have to want to change. They have to want to be different. And it's it's so hard. <laughs> it's just really hard to deal. It can deal. be exhausting. It, it is. It's so exhausting. So you just have to decide if this person, 
you know, and maybe you have the energy in your current life. Maybe you're feeling so freaking positive right now. You're like, oh, I want to help this person. So I think a lot of people that have that is they're, they like to provide service. They're, yeah. they're acts of service. That's what they do. So they want to fix everything in everybody else's lives going around them. And because that's their love language. Yeah. But you have to draw the line to where, how many, are these acts of service draining you? Are they exhausting you? Are they taking a toll on your mental health, on your own relationships, on everything? So you have to figure out how much of this, how much of this can you take on before it starts affecting you? And it, this makes me think of early in our relationship, I would talk to you about different things and you were automatically always trying to find a re resolution. How can I fix this? How can I fix this? And I remember at one point I had to tell you, I don't need you to fix my problems. I just need you to listen sometimes. That's it. And you're like, wow, really? Because I, I, if I have an issue with myself or something that's going on around you, I want to make it better. I want to yeah. make it I want to get out of that funk. I want to be, look, look past it and learn from whatever I did. And so that doesn't happen again and onward and forward. And I think that's our natural, you know, when you care for somebody and they're struggling in something, you want to fix it. Let me fix it. Let's get rid of this. But sometimes maybe somebody just needs a little bit of support. A lot of times the best lessons learned are the ones that we figure out ourselves because one, we're going to be more bought into that solution. If we think, oh, that'll work, we're going to be more likely to execute on it, whatever it be. You know, if you're, I'm trying to think, if you're trying to fix a sink and you feel like oh, this is the way to fix it and somebody comes in and they're like, no, do it this way, you're going to still think like, but I want to try it my way, Yeah. you know? And so we're going to be more bought in if it's our own solution. So sometimes maybe you just got to listen. And that's what, that's what I had to tell Armando at that point. Like, don't worry, I'll find a solution. I'm not going to stay here, but sometimes I just need to vent. Maybe that's something that this negative person that you've got in your mind right now needs. Maybe they just need, you know, a good vent session and they'll move on from it. So keep that in mind as well. Um, I would also suggest, you know, ways to help them feel more positive would be to suggest positivity for them. Maybe it's just something that they're not even, it's not even on their radar. Offer some support as far as like things they love to do. Ask them, when was the last time you did something you loved? And yeah. that might even be an aha moment for them. And I, you always, and I'm sure a lot of us have already heard about this, but the best thing to do when you're not feeling good or you're not feeling great or you're in a negative funk, even for ourselves, is to laugh. Laugh and, and move your body. Yeah. So get a good comedy on. I mean, if somebody's not feeling good, get, get a stand-up comedian that they enjoy. Get a good funny movie on funny show, something that's going to be enjoyable and laughing is contagious. Once you start laughing and enjoying yourself, you feel better. It provides more comfort in your mind when you're doing it. And it's going to help you get yourself out of that rut. And I'll tell you right now, we've been watching Impractical Joker videos. Freaking kill me. If you do not, if you have not watched these, look them up on YouTube. They are freaking great, man. Oh my gosh. I die. I freaking love, if you know this show, I love Sal. His laugh kills me every single time and put on one of those videos 
laugh it out literally 10 minute video you will get so much joy out of it just they have been such a good blessing recently for us i love watching these videos together but so suggest something like that invite them to go do something maybe say hey like what brings you joy and i'm actually like this just popped into my head too is I I think it was last episode or a couple episodes I mentioned this class with a glass painting that my best friend and I used to do and they haven't been doing them because of COVID. I got an email that they were they're bringing them back and I sent it to her and she was like, "Let's do it. Bestie date. We're doing it." So we're doing it next weekend. And I'm already so freaking excited for it. We haven't done it in so long and all I could think is like, oh, I am like already reaping the benefits of this because I'm so joyful about doing it just because I know how much I love it. I love quality time is my love language. My best friend, obviously, and doing something. I suck at it, but I'll tell you what. You're going to bring beautiful artwork home. Yeah, that my husband tries to hang in our house. Oh my gosh. I know. I think I've told this yeah, story we talked about it. before is one time he was like, hey, I think I'm going to hang all of your paintings like right when we have this open wall, right when we walk into our house. I was like, what? No. Hell no. It literally people would think that the kids did it like, oh, did your kids do these when they were in kindergarten? I was like, we are not hanging these. They just bring me joy to do them. They're just so brings me so much peace. But maybe you can do something like that with them. Invite them to do something that's going to bring them joy. That's going to get them out of their negativity funk or whatever that they're in. Another good suggestion would be gratitudes or journaling for them. This is a big one that I suggest to all of my clients. It's so beneficial, guys. Get that shit that's in your head out. Get it out on paper. Document it. Because I'll tell you what, if I would I didn't journal last week and I should have, like I said, calling myself out. I knew the things that I needed to do. If I would have done it and this week, now that I'm back to my positive self, It would have been good for me to go back and reflect on that and be like, wow, look how negative you were. Just a dark cloud blooming over top of you. Yeah, just to try to even keep you out of that negativity because you kind of go back reading some of my journal entries, going back and reading those. I'm like, wow, that was a good day or wow, that I was in my head that day. That day sucked. And that alone can motivate you to keep you out of it. So maybe that's something that you suggest to them. I think even them. vice versa, when you have all those great days, even going back into your journal and being like, wow, I remember this day. This was great. I yeah. had a good time. When you're in that negative so mindset, read the good ones. all the good stuff that you've done. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Um, another good one is meditation. I think meditation is really great. You can do a gratitude meditation on YouTube for free free 99 my favorite price so that's maybe another suggestion that you have for this person okay number three create a positive boundary so if you are deciding to keep them in your life you still need to set boundaries because we all have limits we all have limits you need to recognize them beforehand okay so if it's a family member, for example, maybe you only spend that time with them around the holidays. Maybe that's your boundary. Like, okay, I can mentally prepare to deal with them around the holidays and that's it. And that's your boundary. You don't seek out time with them outside of that unless you feel like, you know what, maybe they're turning a table or maybe I'm going to take on trying to help them, whatever that looks like for you. 
create a clear expectation and a boundary because I think those are so important. Limits are important. It's if you just wing things, you're going to, it's going to, it's going to affect your peace and you're not protecting your peace. Yeah, and at I think that that's point. a really valid point to bring up, especially coming into the holidays. So if you're listening to this and you know that you have those family members that kind of draw your energy out or just kind of exhaust you mentally prepare yourself yeah. and starting now. I mean, this is a great time to kind of get your mind going and being and and preparing yourself as much as possible to have those interactions. So once you're done with it, you don't feel that exhausted, that down feeling that you've had in the past. Yeah. I think you can mentally prepare to handle them when you create these boundaries and limitations, and you can do your best to create a more positive environment for them because it's something you're not doing all of the time. You know, I think family, especially it's so hard when you have family that's negative because those are people that are harder to cut out. They're harder to avoid. Maybe, unfortunately, you live with that negative family member. That can be really hard. You have to be super intentional. Very disciplined. Yeah, when you're dealing with that person that much. So oh, if you're one of those people, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Um, if you are in a negative time, I also don't suggest spending a lot of time with them because you're more likely to give in to their negativity. We are easily affected by the energy of those around us. And I think when we're kind of more, you know, last week, if I would have been around somebody negative, we probably would have just had a bitch fest. Would have thrown down, oh, the it gloves would have come out. Yeah, it would have just been a spiral. I would have probably gotten even deeper in my negativity. And it's always harder to pull out of that because sometimes for whatever reason, I almost feel like it's comforting to be negative and complain and all the, I mean, think about it. When you're talking with people, what's the typical thing that you do? You're complaining. You know, it's hard to seek out the good in situation. I think it's funny that you say that because uh, in the fire service, if the employees aren't sitting around the table drinking coffee, bitching and complaining, then something's wrong. Exactly. And it's funny because uh, any it, I've, I've volunteered and, I've, and where I work now, it's all different departments. And from other people that I know that I work at different fire departments, it's the same thing. Everybody does the same thing. They bitch and complain about their job, but yet it's the best job in the world. Yeah. But if you're not complaining, then something's wrong. Yeah. So it, it's just easier to be there. It's harder to fight the current, right? So if you're not in a good headspace, I do don't not. Don't partake in those. Don't. Don't do it. Oh my gosh. I hope I didn't blow somebody's eardrums with that. Okay. Number four, don't think you're going to change their outlook. You can temporarily help them be more positive, but they have to want to change. So don't bear that burden of thinking you're going to fix people. I think even, you know, last episode, we were talking on finding somebody to be with. If this person is so negative, run for the freaking hills because that energy is just going to suck you down. And I'll tell you, that's one of my girlfriends just dealt with this. She was kind of seeing somebody. And he was just so negative all the time. And she was like, I cannot put up with that. And I'm like, that's great that you, that's a non-negotiable for her. She's like, I don't need that negativity. Uh-uh. I'm, she's like in, basically her comment was in the COVID world, I'm trying to keep my own shit in check. Okay. Because 
things are negative right now. So I don't need your negativity. Yeah. It's so easy during this day and age to find negativity. Oh it is my so gosh. easy and it's so easy to get sucked into it. So just eliminating that completely as much as possible and removing yourself from the situations is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Yeah. Don't expect to change people. And that's in all categories, no matter what. If you think you can change somebody from who they are as a person, it's just they they have to want it. And that's unfortunate because we can want it so much for somebody. You could want it times 10 for them, but if they don't want it for themselves, it's just not going to happen. And it's so unfortunate. I think as a parent, this is a hard one. You could want your kids to do something so badly. You could see the potential in them, but if they don't want it, you know, is it really fair to expect that of them? No, or it's to, not. Or to push them into something that they don't really yeah. want. Yeah. I think of, um, for the kids have already told me before that they don't want to go in the fire service. Even for me, I'm like, you guys have to do it. You have to yeah. do it. And to hear them tell me like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It's, it's, it's hard on me, but I have to accept it that mm-hmm. that's what they want to do. So next one. Don't get defensive with these people. You have to remember that they're suffering and this is how they deal with it. Don't take it personal because it's a direct reflection of them, not you. How you react is a reflection of you. So if this person is negative all the time, don't, you know, if you reply or you rebuttal and think you're going to argue with this person, that's on you. Now you're choosing to be that person. You're getting in the ring. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to remember, we can't take it personal. These people, that's them. You know, I always think of too, like what others think of you is none of your business. I heard that one time, I think it was on a podcast. And that really, that quote really hit me because I was thinking in the, in the sense of my like self-consciousness of my body. And it really hit me hard to say like, wow, what people think of me is none of my business. And that's so true because that's the story they've made up about me as a person, whether it be my body, how they view me or my personality, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And so it's how it's their perception. I know how I am, but it's how they're accepting it. For example, My best friend loves me, loves who I am as a person, but somebody else could be like, wow, that bitch is so annoying, you know? (laughs) And that's, I'm the same person to both, but it's just their perception, you know? And how fair is it? You, we can't cater to everybody. How exhausting would that be? You wouldn't be yourself. No, you'd be trying to please everybody around you because I can, the the way that I think of it is like, you may have somebody that's a friend that's really fit. And then you have a friend that likes to eat junk food. Well, when you're around this friend, you're like talking about workouts and talking about everything else. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to change my, who I am to -hmm. fit their personality. I'm going to go eat junk food and everything else. So it's got to be exhausting trying to change, uh, I guess, different, you carry on different masks. Yeah. And that's very difficult on you because you need to find out who you are. You need to figure out who you are and love yourself for who you are, whether people take you or not. Exactly. That's something that's been hard for me. And it goes back to, again, not giving a fuck what anybody thinks of you. And we have a great podcast on that. <laughs> but, and this is something I still struggle with, but it it's how you react that defines you. We can't take it personal. These people are who they are and you 
again, you can't change them. So you can only, you can only control how you react. So don't give in to it, you know, and maybe that means not being around that person. Again, go back to the other suggestions we've given and kind of make that decision for yourself. Last one. Sometimes somebody might need to be called out. For example, don't act on emotion, but have a planned discussion around their negativity because, you know, if you go into this when you're heated, say, for example, they just like they flip that switch and you're like, look, bitch, your negativity is just too much for me. Do you really think that conversation's going to be impactful? It's really going to sit with them? No, they're going to go and they're going to be like, what a bitch. She just attacked me. Whereas if you come to this discussion prepared and you say, hey, you know, when things aren't heated, because we all know when things are heated, good luck. But maybe this person is just constantly negative and you're like, okay, I got to call Susie on her shit because I'm tired of this. And so if you go into that and say, hey, can we go to coffee? I want to talk to you about something. Maybe you just have that discussion and they're like, wow. And you give some good examples. Don't make them feel attacked because whenever we feel attacked, we're going to get defensive. And I think a, a good way to not feel, make them feel attacked is when you're having this conversation is have this conversation, but tell them how their actions made you feel. Exactly. Because they're not going to be like, well, they're coming and attacking me. But in reality, they're going to see you be like, oh, me being an asshole is making you feel like shit. Yeah. And, you know, whoever it may be, and this is all person to person, depending on the relationship you have with this person, maybe this is a come to Jesus talk that they need to hear. Maybe they're not a negative person overall, but they've been a negative person. And so maybe you come to them with this and say, hey, look, I just want to have this discussion with you because your negativity has been affecting me and I don't want it to get to the point where I don't want to spend time with you because I love you. I care for you. How can I help you? What can I do to help? Like what's going on in your life that I can help alleviate? What can I do for you? And I think if you come to it in that sense, people are going to be way more accepting of that conversation. Whereas if somebody's like, oh, did you see her? And you're just like, look, bitch, you complain about how everybody looks at you all the time. You know, it's a two completely different conversations. And I one is going to go well, more than likely, and one is not. So you really have to be careful. Gosh, communication is just so important. I Overall, mean, in oh any my type of relationship. Yeah, communication, guys, in all relationships, if you feel like you're talking to somebody a lot you maybe you feel like gosh I'm like I mean I think of Armando and I for example we talk about literally everything but I think it's one of the biggest pieces to the success of our relationship is our open communication constantly communicating about everything even the things that may not seem important because the little things that might not seem important could add up to really fix a big problem that didn't have to happen if you had those smaller conversations yeah i agree and that goes for all relationships communication is so important also have a really great podcast on that as well but it's just 
it's all in how you deliver the message here. I think that's super, super crucial. And if you're frustrated, it's not going to come across as caring and compassionate or with empathy at all. It's going to be like, bitch, I need your negativity to stop. Yeah. And it's just not going to be the same. So you have to really prepare for that. And some people... It might just be how they are. You could have this discussion and nothing can change. And again, that's a reflection of them, not you, but at least you tried. And then after that discussion, maybe you have to have that conversation with yourself to say like, okay, I did everything I could. I tried to help them. I tried to help them be more positive. I tried to speak to them in their love language. I've been open about how I feel about their neg- negativity. So maybe I need to step back from this and relationship. And that's where you need to find that line. Okay, at what point am I going to step back and distance myself from it? Yeah, at the end of the day, guys, it's all about protecting your peace. You have to protect your peace. You have to have that conversation with yourself on, do I want these people in my life? Because we're all trying to just get through life with the best quality life that we can. And if you have, if you have a virus in your life, or if you have a really bad, dark cloud in one spot, it can quickly take over every area of life. Think about your job. If, if you're somebody who has been in a job that you dislike it's hard to not let that carry over into your home life. You come home and you're just like, my soul has been sucked from me all day. So now it's going to affect your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your kids, your friends. You're just going to want to go out and complain. You know what I mean? These things just take over all areas. So we just have to be so mindful about being intentional with the things in our life. And that starts with the people in your life. And if somebody is so negative all the time, it's hard to get out of that. It's hard to step away and not let that, you know, kind of take over other areas. So just really be mindful. We're all just trying to get through this life, especially this COVID life. We're all trying to enjoy our lives. And make the best of it. You know, this isn't really along this type topic, but something that's been so at the top of my mind recently, and Armando and I were just talking about it, we're really trying to get into investments. And I've been, he's like, you're just sending me so many investment properties and all of this. But the whole thing that's kind of provoking this for me is I've seen a couple times recently, how come we choose to work for 59 to 63 is like the average years, I think, years to enjoy an average of 11 years of retirement of retirement. You know, that ratio is so off and it just makes me think, you know, cause a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm going to work really hard because I'm working for that life. Well, if you're not enjoying that 50 to 60 years, what's the point of those 10? That's that ratio is so off. And that's something that I just like, it's been so at the top of my mind recently. Like I don't want to live this life constantly working towards something that I'm going to enjoy for such a short amount of time. I want to enjoy every step of the way. I want to enjoy the process right now because right now I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. I feel the best that I've ever felt. Why wouldn't I enjoy now? You know, yeah, and you can have your cake and eat it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just been so top of mind for me recently 
is like, I want to be so fucking intentional with my life that I don't look back and have regrets. And I already know I'm going to look back and have regrets. I'm going to be like, oh, I should have done this sooner. I should have done that. But at the end of the day, I I have to do what I feel is the best right now. And that for me right now has been, I need to be so fucking intentional with all areas of my life. I want to be really happy. I want to have really great relationships in my life. I I don't want to have regrets in those sense. And, you know, if you're dealing with a lot lot of negativity, that's hard. It's really, really hard. So ask yourself, am I maybe this negative person or am I letting these negative people impact my now? Because that's, it's just, it's not worth it to me. It's not worth it. I've had to really protect my peace. I've had to be intentional with the relationships that I've had, the ones that don't bring me as much joy. I've had to take in a st- take a step back from the ones that bring me the most joy. I've been so much more intentional with, for example, my grandparents. I love them with my whole entire heart. I'm they are some of my favorite people in the entire world. I love them so much. I could get emotional right now like just talking about it. And I've been so much more intentional with, with that relationship, with the time that I spend with them, because I know, you know, they're getting into their 60s, 70s, and that terrifies me. And I don't want to have regrets there. And so I've just been so intentional with those relationships. We have a weekly family Zoom that I've made so non-negotiable. There's very few that I, I think I've missed maybe one or two because that means so much to me right now. And so it's just, it's all about enjoying the now. And I know that's not really what this whole thing was about, but I just, it's been so top of mind. So be intentional, you guys, and be positive for yourself, for those around you, and protect your peace. Because it's it's just, we only have one life to live. And why would we why would spend we compromise it. Yeah, that? Why would we spend it with a cloud or, over our heads? Yeah, it just, it's been super top of mind for me. So I really hope that maybe this is something that you need to sit and reflect. And maybe there's one person out there that's like, damn, this is hitting me hard today. I need to do something differently, whether it be you yourself or be more intentional with the relationships in your life. Maybe somebody's bringing you down and you're like, you know what? this relationship isn't bringing me any value. Why have I been keeping this relationship in my life when I can just cut it out and be more at peace with myself and channel that energy elsewhere into making yourself happier, you know? So I'll get off my soapbox now. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode here. So we hope that this has brought in some value to it. Maybe this opened your eyes a little bit. Still do some self-reflection, some self-discovery. And figure out which maybe people are negative in your life and maybe you can help them or cut them out, especially going into the holidays, like I mentioned. So we appreciate you tuning into this. We will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Self Love Sit Downs. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. In the world of podcasting, the only way to climb the ranks is by receiving feedback via comments and ratings in return, reaching as many people as possible. As always, if you love this episode or know someone who would find value in this, share it with a friend and tag us. You can find us on Instagram at Kelsey underscore Teddy and Mondofarius05. For any additional feedback, you can email us at selflovesitdowns at gmail.com.